Current time is now 7.23 p.m. here in Seoul, South Korea. It's time for Kim Young-dae's Back to the Culture. And joining us in the studio today, we have Young-dae. Young-dae, hello to you. Speaking of uh, music competition, mm-hmm. when I was a kid, I won the second prize of uh, 동네 music competition. <laughs> the neighborhood competition? <laughs> no, it, it was not. I forgot the official name, but um, it was um, 강서구. Oh, yeah, okay. 강서구 so an actual district. Okay. Kids, like... Um, Kids competition. Uh-huh. I won the second. You know, man. I but mean, that was the end of my. That was the apex of my music career. How happy were as you a, as a player? How happy were you? Do you remember? Um, I think I, I think I was pretty happy. Yeah, that's but, good. You're a good kid because yeah, but I was not really satisfied. Yeah, because I won the second. I was so competitive at the time. Yeah, so because the reason why I asked this is because uh, my first year playing, because, you know, I didn't play music. You played music. Mm -hmm. Uh, I played sports, right? Mm. And I played baseball. My first year playing Little League Baseball, uh, my team finished second place. Mm. And I cried. You cried. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, second place is good, right? yeah. Second place is good. But uh, I I was saying... Sometimes third place is better. Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm a runner-up. Always, that's it's so close, right? Right, right. You're right. right. I was that was what I was saying, and then my coach was like, "Oh, you know, you did a good, you guys all did a very good job," and I was like, "No one remembers the second place winners. They all remember the first place winners, yeah. and that's for, how it was." For example, winning the West Conference Finals, yeah, is better than losing to to the like NBA Finals. Yeah, absolutely. I agree <laughs> with you. Uh, that's definitely true. Uh, for our listeners out there, <laughs> they're getting a lot of interesting messages. We have a very interesting topic. My question is, this topic that you brought in, mm-hmm. is it because of something that we talked about last week on the show? Well, partially, honestly, it's funny because I, I, wasn't, I wasn't really planning to, to talk about this kind of issue okay. in, for this segment. Mm-hmm. Because for me, these, these are more of an, uh, my typical lecture type of Material okay, for which, public, is, st- which is for still public enjoyable. lecture or college lecture. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't really thought, uh, you know, thinking about it, you know, because it might be a bit boring to, oh, to some no. of the audience. No, I, I'm sure I, I've never heard you. That's in how a I lecture. thought. Okay, yeah, it, just too obvious for me. Mm-hmm. But maybe not obvious for a lot of people. Yeah, I think especially yeah. because a lot of our listeners out there uh, who are very fond of Korean music and the Korean culture, I mm. think this is going to be a very interesting topic. If you're tuning in just now, the topic that Young has brought in is what makes K-pop K-pop? Right. It's a kind of part two, right? Yeah, Last week, yeah. we talked about a nature of K-pop in terms of the localization strategy and uh, how this different type of localization strategy and the local unit would kind of redefine Mm -hmm. the nature of K-pop in this globalization phase of K-pop. But now we kind of going to more, I think, I think more basic elements. Mm -hmm. So what, what is K-pop? So, well, I'm, I'm not really, you know, talking about the definition itself. So K-pop is literally Korean popular music. Right, right, right. But what makes K-pop uniquely K-pop for a lot of listeners? Yeah. Especially global listeners. So I will give you uh, the most... I want to call it okay because this is my answer. Yeah. Uh, I will call it this. This is the most uneducated answer to your question. Because Sometimes the, that's the best answer. Yeah, because for the f- longest time, I said, you know what? It's classic. Uh, no, sorry. Classic music. We just talked classic about classic music. It's K-pop mm-hmm. if it's in Korean. Yeah. It, it, it's so simple. Just it's in Korean. Okay. That's it. 
Very, Korean in terms of nationality? No, just uh, the lyrics. Lyrics. Uh, lyrics and where. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. But my answer changed a little bit after a. As K pop's becoming more kind of global. More global. Genre more global. With English lyrics. Yeah. And also after a, uh, a, like a two minute discussion with our, our producer after yesterday, uh, last week's show, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he said nowadays uh, some of the producers. Are not Korean, not some, a lot, a lot, yeah, yeah, a yeah. lot. Majority of like a mainstream K-pop producers and composers are from uh, from a lot of different countries, right? Exactly, especially Scandinavian countries. Yeah, and so is that considered K-pop? He said, and I was like, oh my goodness, it, it should still be called considered K-pop, but yeah, it's, I never it's, thought about that. It's really tricky, right? Yeah. Um, the reason, another interesting that before we really delve into this, this is quite interesting. Uh, this was raised recently, and I th- I found this very ironic. Some people are saying that BTS, right, like BTS, like the icons of K-pop music, aren't K-pop anymore. They 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 don't exude K-pop anymore. They've changed. It's not. It's no longer K-pop music. Maybe it's because you know songs like Butter. Uh, it's all English, right? Is it because of that? I mean, what's the story behind it, this? Why it are they all depends that? on how how you define K-pop. Mm-hmm. If K-pop should just mean music of Korean, music for Korean, music right. by Korean. Well, some of the songs, right? The BTS, Butter, um, the Dynamite. It's more about a global appeal than right. the local domestic appeal, right? It's, well, to put it another way, it's music for international fans, right? Not just Korean fans, right? right. And it's well, and the and the strategically, it is for the the success at the Billboard chart mm-hmm. in the U.S. Yeah, market. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. U.S. promo single, yeah. right? In that sense, it could be said as a U.S. pop music, American pop music. But BTS still Korean musician, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, this phase. Of Korean popular music, the the definition of K-pop can be varied, depending on how you you know who are you, right? You know, who you are and how you de- uh, define the genre, how you approach the genre, how you kind of interpret the genre. But um, but again, as long as it is controlled by Korean, Korean company, Korean artist, Korean talent, right? I mean, who has the Authority here. How about Who this con- artistic control? I know this was in a completely different era. Okay. Uh, was it? Uh, was it the Kim Sisters? Was it? The, was it? Uh, Kim Sisters. Is it the Kim back Sisters? Back in the back sixties. Yeah, yeah. So like right. K-pop wasn't around uh, back in the sixties and stuff like that, but they were Korean, right? Right. Who performed in the United States, mm-hmm. sang. I'm assuming all English lyric songs. Right. Like, would they be considered? Uh, Korean artists at the because I don't remember were they considered Korean artists or were they considered just artists? Oh my god! Right, because if you put it into that, if you put it into that kind of scenario, like would you consider them K-pop music because they're Korean? I think it's more um, in that for that case, I would use the term diasporic Korean musical <laughs> movement. <laughs> Wow. You know, it wasn't intended for Korean people. No, it wasn't. It wasn't intended for Korean market. It wasn't. It wasn't intended even for Korean, you know, the scene. Right. You know, it is exclusively for American people. Right. American market. So uh, even though the, the personnel, the people 
the musicians are Korean. But um, what they're actually doing was not K-pop. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more about American pop music performed by Korean artists. Right, 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 right. Yeah, but, this, but he, uh, here today, the, the case is you know, the totally different, almost opposite, mm-hmm. right? It could be co-produced, co-designed, you know, sometimes composed, choreographed by international people. But the idea, the whole idea is Korean pop music, you know, as a genre, as, as, as a music scene, um, and uh, uh, in terms of controlling the music, the, having the artistic control, right? And, uh, you know, marketing control. It, it, as long as, you know, Korean, Korean musicians, Korean uh, artists, Korean uh, company has that control, design, right? Uh, initiative. Right. It, it could be Korean music. How about this? Um, for our listeners out there, if you, you know, you play a song with no lyrics, and if you listen to this, the, the music, just the music, uh, what is it? What do you call that? Uh, instrumental? Instrumental. If you just only listen to instrumental, can you differentiate whether or not this song is K-pop music or like just any other kind of songs? Well, because- normally K-pop these days, well, K-pop normally is the music with a lyrics. Mm-hmm. And a lot of like, uh, you know, choreography and right. a, a lot of you know, artistic so, so, performance. So it's basically like a combination of everything that yeah. what, make, what makes uh, K-pop, right? So, so okay, I, I have a question for you. Yeah. So, when you think of K-pop, mm-hmm. what kind of kind of sonic or you know artistic um, image? They just pop into your mind. You know, I have to say, first is dance. Absolutely, yeah, just dance the music, chore- right? Yeah, yeah, just dance. Yeah. Majority, of it. yeah. Uh, something and also not just the dance music, but just the performance in itself, like yeah. just the way that it's choreographed, yeah. uh, the way that um, they're suited up, the way, you know things that they wear, uh, the way that their their stage is set up. It's not yes. more about the music per mm. se, because mm-hmm. I feel like K-pop is it, it's it's a genre that derived from so many different other genres, yes. right? So I, I can't say that K-pop is like exclusive. It's like unique music that the Koreans created. It's not, but just the performance-wise, I think even with BTS, uh, you know, there. I feel like that was one of the reasons for why I remember listening to one of the journalists in the United States. They were saying the one thing that really captivated all the uh, the American fans of BTS was mm-hmm. their performance. Yeah, because they had absolutely no idea what they're singing about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the music was good, but it was more their performance yeah. that really captivated them. So I feel like that's what really makes K-pop what it is, is you the know, dances and the choreographs. I, I would say differently. So you, you're right. You're absolutely right. The, the performance itself mm-hmm. is something that would be you know, distinguished from other genres, right? Mm-hmm. But for me, the combination of different elements mm-hmm. is what makes K-pop really unique. Wow. So you have hip hop, mm-hmm. you have electronic music, you have rock, you know, pop, folk. But the uh, this whole, you know, how you combine those genres mm-hmm. in this hybrid form is what makes K-pop really distinguishable. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It, it, it's really hard to explain, but uh but a lot of K-pop fans out there, they would understand what I'm saying. You know, when you listen to a certain song, certain combination you know, certain type of arrangement and certain type of buildup and the development and core progression, you would definitely say, well, that's very K-pop-ish. You know, it's not a genre. You know, there are a lot of different musical styles, musical elements. 
you know, sometimes you have three different or six different genres in one song. But that kind of complex, sometimes really hybrid, really eclectic, the mixture yeah. uh, of different genres it is the factor. You it's the strong factor. Of K-pop. You know what's crazy is uh, our, one of our listeners who uh, tunes into our program every single day, Yang Gurum says, my answer is diversity. Uh, in one song, there are so many different genres, Whoa. dance, EDM, hip-hop, etc. Yes. Those are in one song. I would say eclectic. Yeah, yeah. It's not really genre-based music. It's not really authentic in terms of pursuing uh, the genre. But somehow, that mixture... Yeah, you know, different kind of portion, different type of mixture. How you mix these different thing in interesting way mm-hmm. would be the most important factor that makes the mu- certain music really K-pop ish. Yeah. So, like, what would be like a perfect example oh. of all this? You know, what song really, really kind of? Uh... I think the latest example would be Aespa Next Level. Oh, that song is good. Yeah. You just cannot say what kind of genre the song is. But you just can tell. You can tell that that approach is very much K-pop. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, though, when I heard this song for the first time, it really confused me because it had so many different things. Uh, It's actually a BTS song. Is it Idol? Yeah. When that song came out, I was like, what is this? Like, it was a combination <laughs> of everything. Yeah, kind of, you know, Korean traditional sound, mm-hmm. African um, house music, yeah, yeah. Um, hip-hop, EDM. And, uh, was EDM. Yeah. But, uh, but the thing is, in K-pop, th- those different elements are mingled in, in very pleasant way, mm-hmm. listenable way. You know, and digestible way. Yeah, because if yeah. you put... It's not just avant-garde. Right, right. If you just put, like, everything in together, right, and yeah. just mumble-jumble, it's not going to create good music, but it's able to... They create it so that it works. So it, creative, not just chaotic. Right. It is just just pleasant way of showcasing, displaying a lot of different genres in one perfect format. But do you think... But I feel like K-pop wasn't always like that. that like, it's no. evolved to the point where now right. it's like that yeah. and it works. I feel like K-pop before, like in the 90s, uh, the late 90s, the early 2000s... Baby Vox era. Yeah, yeah, Baby Vox era, the H.O.T. H-O-T. era, the uh, Xinhua era. Like, I feel like it was more simple... Uh, it had actual genre. Mm-hmm. Like I, I almost feel like they divided with genre. Like you look at you some, can pinpoint one genre yeah, in, a, yeah. in one song. That was a, a type of um, type of music they're pursuing. I think it's, uh, many different factors involved. Mm-hmm. One is definitely the the it's becoming a highly competitive genre. Mm-hmm. A lot of different acts are coming into the scene, are competing with each other, com- uh, and uh, showcasing the, the the unique aspect of each different groups. So they're kind of, you know, pursuing the music that could be instantly distinguished, you know, by the fans. So they use a lot of tricks. They right. use a lot of new elements. Right. You know, some some weird elements sometimes. Some like a highly sometimes industrial. You know, sometimes really difficult to understand type of you know musical element, so that they could. Uh, they could make the music differentiated. Yeah. From from other. Other acts, yeah. Other music. That's one one thing. The other thing is, uh, K-pop is becoming more of a kind of factory forged 
type of system. Yeah. So they involve a lot of international personnel, you know, a lot of different artists from different world, different uh, nations. So Swedish composers, uh, American choreographer, you know, Korean arranger. So they work together um, to make one song. So sometimes they use different ideas. The mingling. They sometimes they just revise the song again and again and again to add a certain flavor, a certain type of like hook. So so as a result, in the end, the music's getting a bit complicated mm-hmm. than the uh, original simple demo. But um, but uh, somehow at certain point, that's what uh, the K-pop fans are so excited about. Yeah, I, I absolutely think it's interesting that you say that. I mean, for some reason, you and Yang Gurum are really going at, at you know, same level here. He said, uh, next level, the song by Espa, verse, hook, composer, all different people yeah. uh, created by different people. So, I, I mean, I can't see, like, you think about that long time ago. It was it's something that you would never imagine could be possible, right? It was just one person just kind of doing everything, either one writer Chaksa, uh, right? Mm-hmm. That's the person who writes the uh, the lyrics, the lyricist, and then the composer. Yeah. You have the two people, and then the person who sings, obviously. Yeah. That's it. But now, now it's so much more complicated. Multiple lyricists sometimes. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Right? <laughs> that doesn't make really sense, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't even know how they collaborate. Five on different, this. six different the composers okay so then my question to you is um i don't have i don't listen to a lot of these uh, recent music like i don't know who's like number one on billboard i don't know you know i know taylor swift and like jay-z jay-z is he still around? justin bieber is he still around justin bieber yeah. still around? um music in let's say the western music okay mm-hmm. so the non-k-pop industry mm-hmm. is it as complicated as how K-pop music is produced, where you're seeing all these different combination of genres, combination of writers and lyricists and, and composers and things like that. Is you know, it the, the same process way? itself is not really Korean exclusive thing. They use the similar system, especially in hip-hop. Mm-hmm. That's why you have so many names in, in one hip-hop song. I mean, there are multiple people uh, who would um, use a different type of beat and uh, they just just combine different beats in, into one song, and uh, there are a lot of different lyricists uh, and arranger. But uh, but I don't think they 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 would make the song intentionally complicated like K-pop, mm-hmm. because the, the gist of K-pop is like you mentioned earlier, it is group performance, and you have many members who should be stood out. Yeah. So that's why you need a multiple phase, multiple elements. So in one phase of the song you would need a rapper you know um to 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 rap certain lyrics then right. you have a the bridge vocalist and the br- that yeah, could yeah. showcase uh, the the versatility and the higher notes of you know certain singers so you definitely need a multiple you know phase you know different stages of of, of one single song so that you know they could you know perfectly display the talent and the charm of one one group. Here's another interesting uh, joy. Our, our uh, one of our writers, uh, she wrote one word answer. Sometimes she says this. She's not a very talkative person. She said group, right? Um, it sounds very simple answer, but from the from what I understand nowadays, in other non-K-pop music mm-hmm. uh, countries, in other countries like in the U.S., I don't hear a lot about group 
group uh like bands and things like unless they're like a rock band right mm-hmm. like you know we talked about maroon five and things like that uh i don't know nickelback i know everyone hates nickelback but like unless it's like a band mm-hmm. band we don't hear a lot about groups yeah it used to be i mean there used to be like big ones right like spice girls uh what is it the backstreet boys and sync uh new uh, kids on the block. new kids on the block 98 degrees <laughs> uh you know you could keep going on and on i feel like there was a time when there was so much of it now is group music like performance is that like an exclusively now a k-pop thing too yeah kind of you yeah. know the what that that was really a new thing i think uh those group the heyday of you know group boy bands or girl groups or kind of contemporary thing but uh in the end since the 1970s the whole the music industry was was moving from a group band style music into more of a solo big star artist mm-hmm. because that's uh, how you make the most money uh, you know we, it, the group it takes a, yeah. a lot of you know a lot of time to manage to make one big really talented group it takes a lot of energy right yeah, yeah. and it takes a lot of money especially for the you know uh, the the tour right yeah yeah uh, we were talking about actually uh, that uh, segment that we had uh, with our producers. I think when uh, Kim Soo Min Pini was here by herself, one of the things she covered was how much each entertainment company agency invests on like each member of the group. It's not cheap. It's it's a lot of money. Uh, but uh, Paulina Maldonado said they're killing the essence of proper K-pop. Uh, hmm. maybe she's not a big fan of all these kind of uh, the, the new era of K-pop but like what's the essence of proper K-pop like what's proper K-pop I don't know there yeah, are yeah, exactly I don't you know, know what proper, proper K-pop there, is there, there are different debates on the identity of K-pop so the, the for those who are who are enjoying K-pop for a very long time you know for them the earlier K-pop like the, the K-pop during the early 2000 you know early 2010 mm-hmm like the the second generation, girls' generation, um, Wonder Girls, you know, Twenty One. Those are more of a unique K-pop sound. Yeah. But nowadays, well, BTS, you know, Monsta X, Blackpink, uh, for for K-pop fan, original OG K-pop fans, those are more of a kind of westernized K-pop. Hmm. I'm trying to think because, like, as you're saying all this in my head, I'm just going through all these like late '90s, early 2000s K-pop music, and it has how you know how it sounds, and I'm trying to compare it to <laughs> some of the other Western music, and yeah, if but, it sounds similar. But, but you know what? It all depends on the market they're targeted. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Back in the day, early up, up until the you know late 2010, K-pops. Uh, the most important market for K-pop was Asian countries. Mm. You know, China, Japan, Southeast yeah, Asia. Yeah. So the musical tastes are definitely closely associated with the you know target audience. Yeah. But now K-pop, the, the probably the most important market for K-pop is U.S. Yeah. That's yeah. why they're making more of a U.S. friendly or radio friendly, chart friendly type of music. Uh, even though they kind of understand that original k-pop fans would not quite um 
be too big fan of be, be happy about yeah, it yeah yeah exactly <laughs> i mean but you know you have to go where the market's big right yeah. i mean that's just a, a thing like that uh but nevertheless this is quite an interesting topic and uh young you were saying that uh, this is kind of like a college lecture lecture kind of a thing <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised to be honest with you if later on i don't know if it's already happened to you if you get invited by like universities in the united states where they're asking you like you know lecture about k-pop and stuff like yeah, that. i'm doing it actually Are you, <laughs> you haven't seen, i'm not surprised that stuff like is happening this is how big k-pop has gone and it's unbelievable uh to be honest with you young day thank you very much for coming in today uh stay safe and really looking forward to what kind of topic we'll be discussing again next week always pleasure you can listen to korea now with me sj lee by downloading the arirang radio application or tune in online by visiting www.arirangradio.com So make sure you tune in Mondays through Fridays, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Korea time.